Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. This is an hour-long podcast recorded in our Sunday morning session. We're going to start in seated meditation. If seated's not comfortable for you, feel free to lie on your back or take any other pose that is. Just going to allow yourself to get comfortable, begin to focus on your breath. Let each inhale expand your rib cage, your, your being in this moment becomes more spacious. And with each exhale, you empty out. And in the same way, your, your being becomes more spacious. And we'll sit with that for a bit, not too long. As I was preparing for this class today, I was giving some thought to why yoga. We've, we've all been through a lot, a lot, a lot, particularly lately, all of us together, but throughout our lives too, throughout my own life, and all the changes that we've all been through, that I've personally been through. One thing's been real constant for me is coming back to this mat, doing this practice of yoga. And I was wondering why. There's a lot of whys, so many whys to do yoga. What's the big why? Why does this work? And I went through my collection of yoga books and remembered one of the phrases about yoga that first really touched me. It's a translation of a yoga sutra from BKS Iyengar. And it says that yoga is a method by which the restless mind is calmed and the energy directed into constructive channels. And I thought, yeah, that's why I keep coming back to the map. There's so many ways in which that works on the map. And it works in other things too. You know, anything can be yoga. You hike, cook, read. If you're directing all your attention and energy into it, it calms the restless mind. And in modern times, we have so many things vying for our energy and attention. We could be hiking and listening to a podcast and texts are coming in and calls are coming in and the dog is biting his leash. We're thinking about the things we have to do tomorrow. Maybe that's just me. But the practice of yoga on the mat, the asana practice that we do, is often very contained, where we're able to set aside this time and this space to calm our restless mind by directing our energy and attention to these poses, to the way we move our body through them. We can rein in the attention and calm the restless mind by giving ourselves this time and space. We'll start really simply today to practice that with our breath. And we'll look to move with our breath in ways that let our mind be calmed. Directing your attention to your breath, your next exhale, you're going to drop your chin to your chest. And the end of that exhale. And then roll right ear to your right shoulder with your inhale. When you exhale, you're going to come back through center. And find chin to chest at the end of the exhale. Then with your inhale, you'll take your head to the side and pause at the top of the inhale in this very simple pose. Ear to shoulder pose. 
Back to center, chin to chest pose. Maybe they're not really poses, but we'll think of them that way here. Where it's head to the side pose. At the top of the inhale. And then releasing your head and chin to chest pose at the bottom of the exhale. One more round through that vinyasa. Let your chin come back to center and pause. Let your heart lift up toward your nose like you were shining a light at the center of your chest up toward your face. We'll bring your hands together, palms press, thumbs to touch. Bring thumbs to forehead center and just gently let your hands place your head atop your spine so that your neck gets long and doesn't have to do the heavy lift. And you'll release your arms down. And take a few rolls of your shoulders, inhale, Bring your shoulders up to your earlobes, shoulders to ear pose, and then exhale, release down slow. Inhale. Then you exhale, and as you're going along, you're listening to the story that your body is telling you, directing your energy into the constructive act of listening. And yeah, that's one of the ways many of us find our restless mind calmed, right? listening. Like with music, to be fully absorbed in listening to a song. It's calming for the mind. can take the jobs that it usually does. And instead of listen, a song, a story, friends, kind words. If we're listening, we're directing our energy towards something constructive. Probably why the only thing longer than my yoga phase has been my Led Zeppelin phase. Take one more round where you're listening to your full inhale, bringing your shoulders to your ears. And your full exhale, and your shoulders slide down your back. And then we'll pause there. Have a full breath in. Slow breath out. And then we'll make our way to child's pose. We curl into child's pose. That may take the shape of your arms tucked by your sides, your chin tucked really in so you rest up near your hairline. You might be more comfortable with the arms in front of you, resting more on your forehead center. Either way is good. Do take a moment, focus your awareness on your shoulders, shoulder blades, your upper back. What's happening in the space between your shoulders and your neck? Could you soften there? Particularly if the arms are outstretched. Could they be a little less stretched? And a bit more soft. One way to do that would be to bend your elbows. Noticing the back of your neck, that really pivotal point of your spine that all the nerves run from your brain down into your body through. How's your neck doing? 
if it needs to be longer or more comfortable, you can play around with the kind of angle that you're setting your head on the floor. You could also bring a block or your hands underneath your head. Direct your focus to making sure your neck feels long, well supported. Feel your breath move through your throat. Everything in that space between mind and body, brain and body, stays open so that you can bring your awareness, your attention into your body as we move. And direct the energy in a constructive way. Next inhale. Come up to your hands and knees. And you take just intuitive movement. So there's cat cow, which most of us know and love, and back and forth. But your body may be telling you to move in some other direction, side to side, or even little micro movements of hips or shoulders. Maybe the, the jump rope spine. If you're not sure, start with the cat-cow. Right, the back and forth, flexion and extension. And then paying attention to what's going on there. Is there some spot that's asking to move? Or, you know, with the cat-cow, is there, is there some place that's saying, you're moving too much here, doing a little too much, right? What's the story that your spine, the muscles around it, your hips, your shoulders are telling? Your wrists, your knees, right? If your wrists are telling you a story that like this is a, like just too much, you can set your hands a little forward, take the line out of the wrist. If your knees ever tell you it's too much, you can pad them with blankets, pillows, towels. more breath through whatever action your body naturally wants to do. Come back to center. Tuck your toes under. Fan your toes just for a moment, stretching your feet. And then lift your knees up off the mat, downward dog. And Feet about hip distance apart, your hands about shoulder distance apart. And this is one of those poses that if you're newer to yoga, uh, you may want to take a moment, come down to your knees and look at what the pose looks like. If you're if you know down dog stay, right? But if you've if you've never really seen one, I got you up here. Mine's not perfect, there is no perfect, but one thing we want is for the hands to be planted through the inner edge of the hands, the, the L shape, thumb and first finger. Arms to be relatively straight and the head to line up between the arms. If your elbows don't go straight, no big deal. But your arms are squeezing in. And then the idea is that your hip creases lift up and back so that your spine lengthens. And from your thumb and first finger pressing down, you're lifting the hip crease up. Knees are soft or maybe even bent. We're going for that bend of the knees. Knees are supposed to bend. That's their job. Straight legs is a style choice. If you bend your knees, you're going to be recruiting the muscles of leg flexion. And you're going to be able to get more spinal extension, more supportive legs, give you more ability to lift through your abdominals. When you set your gaze, right, that's called drishti in yoga, Eyes look directly between the feet and then they soften to take in the whole scene behind you. When they see your feet, be sure your feet are parallel. So for a lot of us, the heels want to slide in or, or be out. You're looking for parallel feet. That's where your second and third toe point straight ahead. And have one more breath here. Press your hands down and forward. A little more bend in your knees, see if it helps you slide your hip creases up and back. 
And then you'll look forward, walk forward into ragdoll. Ragdoll feet wide. And again, if you've never actually seen a ragdoll, I got you up here, a few ways to do it. One is to sandwich your arms between your chest and your thighs. What that allows you to do is to drop the weight of your chest in the pose. And you think about a ragdoll, like a Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Andy. They have those <laughs> stitch joints where they kind of fold their, their body to their leg. So we're going for, if you're, if you're feeling more flexible and more open this morning, you might be able to then you know, release the arms into the traditional cross of the arms. You still want to have your chest connected to your legs. Right? So if you'd slid your arms out of the way and your chest came away, your chest is not touching anything, slide your arms back in until you've got your body folded together, no gap, no gap between chest and thighs or chest and arms. One of the reasons we do that, or the, the primary reason we do that, is so that you can focus on dropping your head, the, the skull, the brain, the mask of your face. Your head becomes a weight that decompresses your upper spine. And it doesn't matter if your rib cage ever gets to your thighs and ragdoll. I have been told that is not the secret to a happy life. Um, actually, I've, I've experienced over the course of many years, it's not the secret to a happy life. But your brain being able to drop heavy, your head being able to drop heavy, beginning of a practice is light inversion right? without the distraction of pulling in your low back right? is what we're going for is helpful right? so whatever it looks like one more breath head heavy upper back soft breath moving into that space behind your heart when you empty you'll slide your hands to the floor walk your feet together Draw your abdominals in strongly as you come up to standing. Mountain pose, arms overhead, so it's extended mountain pose. Your arms kind of float up there, neck again soft, right in that space between shoulders and neck. And then bow forward, bend at your knees to bring your hands through heart center. And let your head drop at the bottom. Here you bend your knees until the chest and thighs are together. Then halfway lift, flat back, your chest comes up off your thighs, Heart draws forward, your spine long and parallel to the floor. Plant your hands, step back high to low, push up. Press your hands down, squeeze your legs. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Good, yes. Breathe out to down dog. Bend in the knee, send your hip crease up and back. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in to lift halfway. Pull your abdominals in, heart forward. Your spine is parallel to the floor, so it can be back of your neck long. Bow with your exhale. Your head's the last thing to drop, but it drops all the way. And then stays lightly tucked in as you roll up to standing. Chin in towards your chest until you get up to the top. Hands come up through heart center. Then bow with your exhale, bend at your knees. You'll send your hips back. Breathe in, lift halfway, hips back, heart forward, the spine long through your neck. Plant your hands, step back. Press the floor as you lower. Squeeze your legs, draw your abdominals up and into support. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Press your feet down, draw your heart forward. Draw the back of your neck long so the back of your head is reaching forward. And then bow forward, abdominals in as you curl tightly to your legs. Press your feet down, keep your chin tucked in. So abdominals lifting, stack each piece of your spine, then your neck. 
Bend your arms, reach. Shoulders stay soft around your neck. Bow forward, breathe out. Press your feet down, breathe in to lift halfway long through the back of your neck. Plant your hands, step back, squeeze your legs, draw your abdominal in. Breathe in, up dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Press your feet down, draw your heart forward. And bow forward, breathe all the way out. At the bottom of your exhale, and use your inhale to roll up to standing. Spine stacks in order. Go to the top, where the very edge of the inhale. When you start the breath out, you bow. You let your head drop to the very bottom of your exhale. Then you breathe in. Go to the very edge of your inhale. Press the back of your neck along top of your head forward. Plant your hands. Step back. Breathe out. Breathe in. Up top. Down dog. Breathe out, set your gaze between your feet. Let your eyes soften, breathe here for three. You might take child's pose. One more breath in. Let it out through your mouth, even if you want to vocalize it with a sigh. <sighs> Look forward, walk, or lightly hop, top of the mat. We'll bring the breath back in to inhale through the nose. And exhale, fold forward, draw your abdominals in, draw your chest to your thighs, let your head go. Katasana, sit your hips back, then same idea, you're gonna stack your spine, this time a little bit at a diagonal. Then the arms reach forward, that space around your neck stays soft. Bow, exhale, press the balls of your feet down into the floor. Keep pressing your feet down, pull your abdominals in and draw your heart forward. You'll find the back of your head, press it forward so your neck is long. Plant your hands, step back. Low push-up, press your hands into the floor. Squeeze your legs, draw your abdominals in. Breathe in, upward facing dog. If your low back is telling you it's a lot, put your knees down, pull your abdominals in. Down dog, breathe all the way out. Step your right foot forward. Plant your feet. Squeeze your back leg and reach up. Open out to warrior two. Walk your feet onto one track, front toes straight ahead. Make sure that's going on, knee point straight ahead. Then reverse, stay low in your front leg. Keep that space around your neck soft. Side angle pose, right arm to right thigh. Left arm reaches forward again. Keep left side of your neck and where that shoulder is soft. Press into your feet, reverse. Press into your feet as you cartwheel your hands to the mat. Spin your back heel up, walk your right foot over. Breathe in, crescent lunge. Slow. Exhale, bring your fingertips down to the mat. All right, we're gonna do this slow. Press your feet into the floor, lift your chest, let your arms follow, right? So what happened in that first rise was a lot of pushing from the hands. We're gonna do this one more time. Press into your feet so that you bow slow toward your mat. And then press into your feet, abdominals, 
chest, then your arms. The hands had no like, role in getting you up here. With your exhale, we'll twist. Theoretically, the hands had no role. That's what we're going for. We're left elbow to right. On your inhale, squeeze your back leg tight, open your arms, float your chest up, arm away from the leg. It's like a big ta-da. Then look to your mat, low push-up. Breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog, empty. Go all the way to child's pose. Take your knees down, give your head a rest. So with that flow, maybe you thought you knew what was gonna happen and you started moving fast and moving ahead. That's being human, right? That's being an intelligent human. Pattern recognition. Usually, we do X, right? But then Y gets thrown at us. And if we were in that rut of doing the thing the way we usually do it, right, then Y catches us really off guard and we may be a little scattered when, when it comes up. Right? That's totally human. And uh, this is a practice. Paying attention to what we're doing in the moment right, well enough for it to be constructive energy. Right? The pushing off the hands to come up isn't constructive energy. Right? The, uh, the hands pushing us around doesn't strengthen our legs or our core or, or give us a sense of direction from the structure of our body. Right? It, it's a pushing, it's a of rebounding response, momentum. Right. So we're working our best here to, to build the structure of things from the ground up. Right. Our body has structure and it has function. Structure comes from the ground up, function comes from the brain down. We want the two to come together constructively. Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees and down dog. Have a breath. Let it out through your mouth, even if you want to like sigh it out or scream it out, whatever you need. Then left foot forward, plant your feet. Press your feet, hands do nothing. The arms follow your chest up. Then your hands brighten the top of the pose. We'll walk into warrior two, bringing your feet onto one track, front toes and front knees straight ahead. Press down into your feet. Reverse, keep that space between your neck and your shoulders off. Side angle pose, press into your feet. Reach your top arm towards your front wall, but again, the shoulder softens around the neck. Press into your feet, reverse the warrior. When you exhale, press into your feet, cartwheel the hands, fingertips barely touch, spin your back foot up. Walk your left foot a bit left so you can press into it in line with your hip as you come up. You're going to work that strength of the back leg, strength of your abdominals as you bow. Keep pressing into your front foot. You'll feel your asana. Then press into your front foot. Lift chest, then arms. One more time. Your feet and your core body doing this work. Your arms. Decoration. Soften the space around your shoulders and your neck, arms overhead. When you exhale, hands to your heart will twist and then bring the elbow to knee. Squeeze your back leg tight. When you inhale, open your arms, get them free of your legs to expand. And then we'll look to the mat, plant hands. Look forward, press into the floor. Breathe in, upward facing dog, hands down, feet down, squeeze your legs, roll your baby toenail toward the floor. Down dog, breathe all the way out. Have a breath here or child's pose. Let it go all the way out. Look forward. 
walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold forward. Good. Do that whole A to Z sequence again with the constructive energy. Set your hips back, inhale, all the way to the top of the breath. You're sitting low, you're reaching, your shoulders stay soft. Exhale, bow, abdominals in, chest to thighs. Head drops. Sit your hips back, abdominals in, draw your heart forward, draw the top of your head forward, back of your head forward. Plant your hands, step back. Breathe all the way out, ride the exhale till its very end. And your inhale, up dog. If your low back is telling you it's too much, knees down, abdominals in. Breathe out to down dog. Step your right foot forward. Use your feet, your legs, your core to bring your chest and then your arms. Your arms just following from the base. Warrior two, the feet walk into position. Press into your feet to lift your chest. Reverse. Press into your feet to lower slowly into side angle. Then without any work from your right arm, it's not gonna push off. You're gonna press from your feet, lift your core, lift your chest, then the arm, reverse again. Keep pressing feet down, and cartwheel your hands. Fingertips lightly, ever so lightly touch on. Walk your right foot right. Press into your feet. Come up, progressive. Press into your feet. We're gonna take the bow, hands through heart center. The legs, the feet, the core that are suspending you. And then again, you come up slow. The feet and legs lift the chest and then the arms. The hands come through heart center. The feet and legs slow the torso down. The feet and legs, core body, then torso. Arms overhead. When you exhale, hands to your heart. Twist, elbow point comes toward the knee. Press into your feet to keep your chest light as you open your arms, you float free, heart up arm off the leg, and then look to your mat. Low push-up, or maybe it's a good time for a down dog, child's pose break. Breath in. Breath all the way out. And we'll go right to it, left foot forward. Press from your feet to lift your chest, then your arms. Open up for your two. Press into your feet. Lift your chest. Then the arm. Right. Press into your feet so that you're lowering your chest slowly as you come in. Right. Press into your feet. That lifts your chest and then your arm to the reverse. If you pull your abdominals in, squeeze your back glute as you cartwheel the hands down. Back heel turns up, you squeeze the leg as you walk the left foot left. Come up from your feet, core, chest, then arms. Your hands to your heart. Let your feet and your core body slow the descent, fingertips to the floor. Press into your front foot, abdominals in, lift your chest, then your arms. Press into your feet. So take your hands down. One more time. Build from the base. The structure comes from the feet, core, chest, arms. Then hands to your heart. Keep pressing into your front foot as you just open your arms. They are free of your legs. Back leg squeezes tight through the glute muscle. And then hands to your mat. Look forward as you step back. So you're looking forward on the floor, top of your head, moving forward. Breath in, hands and feet down, abdominals in, down dog, breathe all the way out. Have a breath in through your nose. Let you clear out through your mouth. Let your jaw open wide. And then let it 
Teeth come back toward one another, but not quite touch. Your lips to touch, you're breathing in and out through your nose. Look forward to your hands. Walk forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bold. Draw your abdominals in, chest to thighs. Let your head go. Press down and roll slowly up to stand. Let your heart lift. Shoulders and neck stay soft as your arms reach overhead. And then dancer pose. We're going to start with a kind of deconstructed dancer. So you slide your right foot back right into uh, what ballet would call a tundu. With the, the legs behind you, pointing the toes, you're squeezing the glute muscle. Okay. Let the leg lift up to a sort of arabesque. Then bend your knee. And you're using glute and hamstring now to hug your heel in. There's a lot of leg work going on here. Pull into your abdominals so that your low back stays long. And taking your right hand back, if you can catch the foot on the inside, your thumb pointing the same direction as your big toe, you do that. If not, you catch on the outside, thumb pointing down towards your ankle. Either way is good. Also, staying unbound is good. Like staying unbound is really good right? in general. Squeeze your standing leg. You're gonna cactus your left arm and draw that shoulder blade down. If you have your foot, you'll kick it back. Lift your chest up and fold. Take note of what your low back is telling you. If it's telling you it's too much, it is too much. So you kick a little less, lift a little more through your leg and your abdominals. Breath in. Exhale, release, hands to your heart. Return that pause. Breathe here, stay. One more breath, still in your body. Empty it out from your feet, your legs, deep core. On your inhale, you reach your arms up. Check in with that space between your neck and your shoulders. Soften it. Left arm down. You slide your left toes back. Tundu, you so it's on the big toe. There's a lot of work going on in the leg just to, to maintain this here. Press your standing foot, your right foot down. Then let the left toe get light and the leg extend. So the extensors of the leg, the extensors of the hip joint, I'm sorry, are pulling the leg up. It's not happening in your low back. If your low back is feeling it, Come a little further down, pull into your abdominals. Use glute muscle. Bend your knee, that's your hamstring muscles working, back of the leg. Now you're getting a lot of work in the leg. Again, low back staying free. Listen to the story there. If it's telling you it's not free, it's not free. And catch the foot, thumb in line with the big toe. If you're on the inside of the foot, thumb pointing toward your ankle. If you're on the outside, cactus your right arm for this one, not always in dancer, but for this one. That's gonna turn your chest forward. And you'll kick your foot into your hand as you lift your chest up and forward, you're gonna puff up. Again, a low back is gonna be telling you a story. Like, not a story as in a lie, it's gonna be telling you the story, what's going on. Body doesn't lie. If you're trying too hard, your body will tell you. And then you come back off of it if it's, if it's too much. Do more in your standing leg. Do more in your core body. It's not necessarily about doing less. When, when the body's telling you you're doing too much, it's shifting the energy into something more constructive. It's not constructive to have low back pain. It is constructive to have a strong standing leg here. Breath in. Then release slowly. Hands to your heart, foot to your mat, pause. And just pause. Okay. Right. Okay. Anchor down through your right foot and let your left foot slide up. Knee turn out to the side, tree pose. 
Press your foot into your leg, your leg back into your foot. Let your chest lift, heart to hands. And your arms lift in a way that allows your shoulders to be soft around your neck. So that, that area of the collar or like a necklace is soft. And maybe that means no arms overhead, right? To be honest, like, the value of your arms overhead right, is that the pose gets brighter, more light, more lifted. If it's getting tighter, harder to breathe, right, scattered, right, that you notice those things. You direct the energy into a more constructive channel. Breath in. When you exhale, we'll come back slow. So plant your feet down and pause. Listen to what your body's telling you. So maybe may trying to shake itself out, but if you can, be still and just listen. Your body may be kind of trying to hurry ahead to the next side. Again, because you're an intelligent human being, you know what's next. That's something else, though, we want to watch in the practice, to watch ourselves moving on ahead rather than pausing and feeling and understanding. It's not wrong. Just may be more useful here to practice those moments of listening, to practice unhurrying. left foot down and slowly slide the right leg up. Paying attention as you go. Doesn't need to get there anytime soon. All right. How's your body working? How are you directing your energy? Positioning of your arms in a way that's good for the space around your neck and shoulders so your mind can stay. Right. We know we don't want to build up neck and shoulder tension. That's why you get up and do yoga on a Sunday. We're so used to it that often we will if we're not paying full attention. We'll just do the thing. And then the tension builds in this kind of vicious cycle. Because the neck and shoulders are tense, our jaw gets tense, our face gets tense, our mind gets tense. So you switch it and you do that virtuous circle where Start with the shoulder softening, the neck softening, the space around where the nervous system enters the body, gets soft and open. Right. If you could calm your nervous system, who cares what shape of the pose you're in? Right. You calm your nervous system, then you can start really squeezing your standing leg, lifting your heart, breathing fully. That's where the real expansion is going to come from. Not from here. Right. Breath in. When you exhale, you bring your hands to heart. Foot slowly to the mat. And press your feet down. Stand strong in your body. Pause. Even if every wiggle in the world wants to happen, you're the eye of the storm. The function of your brain is listening, is steadying yourself. Even if that tree was totally disruptive and you want to get it away from you, steadying yourself with your mind, your breath, standing from your feet. a more constructive way to do that. Next inhale, lift your chest, lift your arms, and paying attention to that space of neck and shoulders and where they meet. And we'll bow forward, bend at your knees, send your hips back. Let your head go. Breathe in, lift halfway. 
plant your hands, step back. Low push-up. Breathe in for your upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Come down to knees and to hero seat. And if you have a block, it's a good time to take the block, place it between your feet, even if you don't need it. It's a good thing to, to do so that uh, you have just a little more support so that we can focus on other things. And if this is not good for your knees to sit this way, sit cross-legged. But a lot of times if it's not good on your knees this way, uh, and for years I resisted this, uh, elevating your hips on a block does help knees out. So one block, two block, red blocks, blue blocks. Uh, you have your knees pointing straight ahead, you have your arms straight. We're gonna work on a little uh, thoracic mobility. And so the upper spine, the spine that runs to the back of your heart. You're gonna drop your chin to your chest first. And then hands on your lap. You're gonna pull your navel in and the, uh, the lowest ribs, you can only round back as if someone were pulling toward the back wall. Gently. And you press into your sitting bones, pull into your abdominals, and bring yourself to upright, letting your head stack last at the top of your spine. Then you take your arms at your sides, then behind, and not too far behind. So just like uh, your thumbs would still be able to, to touch your, your femur bone, the, the head of your over the head of your hips. Turn your palms forward. Your abdominals in, palms forward, heart up. You're gonna get the beginnings of a back bend. Right? That heart up, like there's like a light at the center of your chest is shining up to your face. Palms forward, arms bright. You reach down through your fingertips. As you do that, you may feel your upper back, right? the shoulder blades being drawn down and wide. We want that. Pay special attention to the lowest ribs here. So the, the lower ribs that don't uh, connect necessarily with one another, there's muscle there. The muscle that's between your lower ribs, pull it in as you draw your arms back. Just back, just far enough without, and if you want to look at this, without allowing the ribs to spill forward, right? That, that will happen to us, uh, especially if we're a little more mobile. So you're keeping your rib cage and your spine aligned. You're just letting the arms move back. You can do the same thing. Keep your rib cage and spine aligned as you let your arms move forward. Keep doing the same thing. The lowest ribs being drawn in is your goal here. As high as you go with your arms, palms turn in. Is your rib cage still in? But you're going to get to a point where you can't pull your arms back anymore without the rib cage flaring forward. It's okay. Whatever point you got to is good. I can do a crazy amount of wheel, like where I grab my own feet, like, like seriously. And this is as far as I go with the arms overhead. Right? I don't go back here without the ribs flaring out. Um, you may have a little more shoulder mobility than me. You may be able to bring your arms back. You may have them out front. But what we're looking for is the ribs to stay. The shoulders just going to the edge of their mobility without the, uh, the jutting forward. Wherever you are with that, lace your fingers. Press your knuckles up, then flip the hands, press the palms up and away. Press your sitting bones down, lengthen your left side. Back to center, check in with those lowest ribs, keep them drawn in. Then the other side. And then back to center, and then you'll release the arms down and at your sides again. Then we'll go again with the arms slightly behind. And again, you're going to work on the, the front ribs drawing in. As you turn your palms inward, as if you were holding a block behind you with uh, flat palms, you're pressing on the back or the beach ball you're holding behind you. Press in on it without front ribs going forward. And your arms won't be that far back. Right? They're not going to be back here. They're going to be your thumbs could touch your bum. If you're, if you're further back than your thumbs, being able to touch your bum, you're too far back for this particular uh, strengthener. We don't really want to create posture 
with our arms all the way back here. We want the posture to be trained with our arms pretty close to us, mainly because uh, this is this is not useful posture, <laughs> unless you you've learned to type backwards on your keyboard. Upright posture. One more breath here. Squeeze the arm bones in. And then we'll release it. Let your arms go soft. Let your shoulders even round forward. Let your hands slide towards your knees. Let your spine round back. Pull your abdominals in. Come back up. Coming upright, you slide your block out of the way. Hands and knees. Take a round of cat and cow pose. Round. And then with your inhale, arch. Draw your abdominals in. Find the lowest ribs. Support them with your abdominals. Draw the chest forward as you go. And then back to center. Cross your feet. Round onto your back. Take your block with you. If you have two blocks, even better. Take two blocks. You take supported bridge with the blocks underneath your sacrum. If you've got two, you could stack them high. You could even stack that top one on its upper side. And this may be like it's Sunday. You stay here in supported bridge. Even take the uh, restorative bridge where you let your legs kind of slide out and you're supported in the hips by the blocks. Here's a place where, again, your low back is not lying to you. Right? If your low back feels pinched at all, then you just close your eyes. So whatever shape you're taking with this, how is that space in your body doing? If it's pinched, do a little less like, as far as the height goes, right? or shift your hips a little bit so that it feels better. Play with that until you've got no complaints in your low back. At least that's like one place you can have no complaints. It shifts your focus to your neck. For a lot of us, when we first lie down, the head doesn't always position itself like absolutely ideally for the neck. So pick up your head, slide it back. You've got the back of your neck long. Again, like the back of your neck can have no complaints right now. Then... You can stay in this restorative place, great place to stay, stay in the supportive place uh, for an extended period of time. You'll stay there, the, the musculature will kind of shape itself around these blocks and you'll get the benefit of release. Right. You'll work a little more strength. Take your arms by your sides, robot style, so they're bent at right angles. You're using the back of your arms to press down, use your feet to press down, you lift your hips up. At that point, you want a little more work, you can slide one of those blocks between your upper thighs, That'll help you stay pressed down through your feet. The structure of the pose, really strong. Press your arm bones down, the back of your head down. And again, if, like, if this Zoom yoga is the first way you've ever learned yoga and, and you don't even quite know exactly what I'm talking about doing, you're welcome to take a break, sit up and look at this. That's better than turning your head to the side and trying to do the pose and watch at the same time. So get a quick glimpse and then uh, back to looking straight up at the ceiling so that your neck can be long. Bridge is ideal for you stay. If it's not, go back. If you prefer to come up for a wheel, plant your hands. Squeeze your legs toward center so that your knees stack over your ankles. Press your hands and wheel down and also out. You're spreading through your chest by pressing your hands down and out. You're strengthening into your feet by keeping your knees moving inward, alignment with your ankles. Breath in. And when you exhale, come slowly down. If you were up and there's some blocks underneath you, you'll move them out of the way. Slide your hips to the mat. Walk your feet wide. Let your knees rock side to side. Windshield wipers. Making your way back to center, you'll pick your feet up off the floor or keep a slight feet to the floor 
So feet come together, knees come together for belly twisting pose. If you like, you slide a block between your knees to keep your legs hugging in towards center. Press your shoulder blades down into the floor, press the back of your head down into the floor. One more round through, full attention to your breath so you get all the way to the side. There's that space between the breaths. And then back to center, and at center there's that space between the breath. When you get back to center, Take a moment to hug your knees in. Pause with that hug, the energy of the hug, constructive energy of a hug. And then if you can make your way directly to Shavasana, do. If there's some things you need to be more comfortable, go ahead and ease your way through those, poses or props, anything you might want. And then you practice rest. ready to come back. You start with your fingers, your toes, finding the edges of your body. And then gently move your ankles and your wrists, just systematically finding your way back towards center, your breathing. Exhale, roll to a comfortable side. By the end of that exhale, and let your inhale bring you up to seated. It doesn't have to be any specific way, but coming up and placing yourself at seated. One of the ways this yoga thing works is that we're paying that attention, constructing of what we're doing. The restlessness falls to the side because of our directed energy and attention. The cool thing about it is that we can begin again anytime. 
find ourselves in a restless state during practice many, many times. And we redirect. Draw our hands together at heart center, taking a moment of thumbs to touch the sternum. Sensory imprint, hands touching heart, heart to hands. We draw thumbs to forehead center. Again, it's a sensory imprint. Hands touch the forehead. The heart and brain connect to one with our body. We offer each other namaste. Thanks so much for joining us here. If you'd like to join us live online, you can go to our website. That's threedogyoga.com. It has options for dropping into our Zoom classes or getting a live stream membership for our Zoom classes If you'd like to support this podcast and see more like it, you can join us on Patreon. We'd love to have you as a supporter. There's different levels of support. We appreciate them all. That's patreon.com slash three dog yoga. Thanks for listening. Namaste.